you stuck up, half-witted, scruffy-looking nerf herder. Who's scruffy-looking? Hello, what have we here? I just assumed he's a walking. this big walking carpet out of my way. Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 14 of the Scruffy Looking Podcasters. It is November 13th, 2017, and my name is Ed Bossart, one of your co-hosts. I am joined by my fellow co-hosts, James Hebert. Hello. Hey, it's me. There he is. And Kev Garbit. Hello. There he is. Hello, also, hello. we have a special episode for you guys tonight. We have or day, whenever you're listening to this. Uh, we have a special guest. His name is Taco Bell aficionado. Patrick <laughs> Bonfisco. <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take it. Hey. Let's well, give him a round of applause. Round of applause. Yeah. There we go. How you doing, Patrick? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Representing all of the techno- technologically inept out there, that's uh, going to be me tonight. <laughs> well, it's usually Kev, but... Yeah, <laughs> could, no, no, no. Patrick, that's me. That Don't, don't worry, my friend. That is all my... Right, uh, oh, oh, I'm terrible. There you go. But we get there. We all get there. Yes, yes. Um, so Patrick is the, might I say, supreme leader... <laughs> of the Radio Free Podcasting Network. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> I do like that. You know what? I, I like I that as well. Title, but I kind of dig that one. Right. right? Supreme Leader Patrick. There Supreme it is. Supreme Leader is wise. Never have been less true words spoken. Supreme, Le- <laughs> Supreme Leader senses it. Anyway. Uh, so let me, let me know if I miss anything. So you produce as well as edit which i guess is producing and host and co-host a bunch of podcasts so i'm just gonna like list a few <laughs> tell me if i'm wrong or right or missing any you want me to just hit the ones that i'm that are actually current right now oh yeah sure <laughs> yeah go ahead sure. you can go ahead. i do radio Fremantle with my buddies tim and kevin and uh tim's got his own show called hollywood and vine where we review movies um, those are ones that we do pretty frequently, and uh, my other buddy Nate and I, we, we break down John Cusack movies uh, one minute at a time on John in 60 Seconds. So, wait, 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 wait. I would need to interrupt you. So this, sure. I think, is like the most, I don't know, innovative podcast I've seen out there. It's like they take one of John Cusack's movies, which is right now is... Um, We're on Say Anything right now. Yeah, Say Anything. Whoa. And... They go minute, they take a minute of the movie and just talk about that one minute. And then the next episode is the next minute. And it's like, I don't know. I love it. It's just such a good idea. Good job. Anyway, continue. Well, this is one of those things where you came up with a, a, a podcast title and then we're like, well, now we have to do it. <laughs> it, it really was kind of a joke. Like if we did it minute by minute, we could call it John in 60 seconds. And then we just kind of look at each other and like, well, I mean, if we don't, 
now someone else is going to. So <laughs> true, true. But uh, and then I do some shows on another network as well. My my buddy Matt's got a network called uh, Rat House Productions, and I'm on a show called That's Life. And he's a huge AFI fan, and so is one of his buddies, Chris. So I'm like the third guy that doesn't really know the band and just you know makes I'm the, the comic relief. So nice, <laughs> right on man, nice. Yeah, busy, cool. busy life. And that's yeah, that's been busy, but it's fun. That's just your podcasting life. That's not your Taco Bell life, anyway. <laughs> so yeah, Pat- Patrick, leading up to celebration, was like, "I'm gonna be at Taco Bell every day for like, what was it? How many days?" I, I mean, I got to at least thirty one time, and then I missed a day and started over. But you oh, know what? I, I haven't really, uh, I haven't really gone in a couple months because I've been trying to eat healthy. But it's every time I drive by it, I look at it, I'm like, oh. <laughs> Old friend. Yeah. With, with, great, with great longing, Patrick is. Uh, oh, yeah. With great yeah. longing. Look at it. Yeah. I have a feeling that the day that I cave, it's going to be a disaster. I'm going to go in with like. You're just going to go all out blitz in it. Is that yeah. it? All I'm out blitz. Throw down like a 50 and say, all right. <laughs> all the potato soft tacos you have. All of them. Yes. <laughs> yes. Love it. Um, all right. So we're going to get, and we're now, as of this episode, dubbing it the scruff. Out of the way. Uh, you can email us sure, sure. at sure. at gmail.com. You can like us on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash scruffypodcasters. You can follow so us on Christian Twitter Mendel. at scruffypodcast. You can follow okay. James. Where can we follow you on Twitter? Oh, oh I'm going to say uh, at Heber207 and on farmersonly.com. <laughs> <laughs> you can follow Kev at um, what's mine at KPG nineteen seventy four. He uses Twitter you know a lot. Oh Jesus! <laughs> you can follow yeah, me. Yeah, you at... know when you talk. Oh, continue. Got it. No, no, no. Go on, go on. You can follow me at Scruffy. Look at Ed with no G. I feel like I should change that handle because it's stupid. No G. Yeah, anyway, it's way too long of a fucking. I think I'm gonna change it to Scruffy right. Ed. Scruffy Edwards. Yeah. yeah. Oh, scruffy I'm only scruffy. I'm only, I'm like not scruffy every three weeks because I shave every three weeks because I'm half Asian. So like, I don't <laughs> grow beards that fast. <laughs> but anyway, uh, we are laughing. now, I guess we can stop saying now. We're just part of the Radio Free Podcasting Network at www.radiofreepodcasting.com. Yeah. Uh, Happy to have you guys. Yeah. It's fun. I uh, I like that you called us out in one of your episodes. That was good. Yeah. Recently. Couldn't remember who said it. I'm just like, I heard it on the show today. Somebody <laughs> said it, and I'm probably going to get it wrong. No, you think you got it right. I think <laughs> okay, it was me. <laughs> you know, no, one in three. If chance. it was wrong, if it was wrong, I said it. <laughs> if, it was, if it was right, Ed said it. If it sounded really fucked up, I said it. If, <laughs> if it's something that someone hated, it was James. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, yeah, it was the James. I've been asked Sorry. by like my friends that listen. They're like, "Does James like anything about Star Wars?" <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? I just try to be truthful. That's all. Yeah, I'm like, he liked Han Solo's death. <laughs> no, I just think it was well done. Hey, it's recorded. It was very well done. We have it on recording. <laughs> oh, you're right. Well, ultimately, all those old characters have to die, anyways. I mean, come on. Little. Yeah. Got to make new for the new room for the new trilogy, and mm. well, we'll get to the more the new. James, James is going to love it all the more when Thrawn dies. So you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, anyway, all right. 
leave your, your reviews continue. on iTunes. Uh, send us emails. <laughs> we'll read them on here. Uh, just so you know, we probably won't get emails tonight because we got there's some news happened. Some, right? Not a ton. Just not kidding. a lot. Not a lot. Fuckload happened is what really happened. Mm. Um, some quiet news. Quiet so news. to introduce the listeners to Patrick, we're just gonna ask him just a couple questions and then get right into the news. Um, first, huge question we got for Patrick, and I kind of fucked up and didn't really ask it to Claire, our last guest, but uh, Kev got to it. Hint, hint. <clears throat> Ke- uh, Patrick, yeah, are you Team Porg? Oh fuck yeah! <laughs> yes. <laughs> Oh yes. wait, wait, did you just say Patrick, you Patrick it's been lovely having you on It's been lovely having you on, Patrick Bye bye This is awesome, thanks guys Follow me on Twitter at Frisco. Is it, Ed, the way you said it It sounded like, are you on Team Porg Or do you watch Team Porg <laughs> Team <laughs> Team Alright, I, I just wanted to hear you say it yeah, that would be funny. Are you team? So, that, so as, as the four of us now, it's two against two then, isn't it? That's right. We got even, no... even numbers right now. Yeah. Boys. Oh, mm. oh, dear. So, Patrick, mm. what what got you in, like what got you into podcasting? And what like, uh, made you, you be like... What, what, I thought you were going to say what got me into Porgs. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's an even better question. How did I not think oh, about that? Dirty magazine. Ed, how did you before. miss that, Ed? How did you miss that question, Ed? <laughs> Which all questions are about porgs. All right, from now on, guest questions are about porgs. Porg only. Porg only. <laughs> no, uh, what what made you like get into podcasting and like start an entire network? That sounds like insane. Uh, I uh, a couple comedians I followed. I found out they had podcasts and I started listening. It, it wasn't through Star Wars po- Star Wars podcasting, believe it or not. And um, then I listened to uh an these two American comedians uh, that they, it was uh, Greg Barron and Dave Anthony had, had a show called Walking the Room. Somebody told them that there were these guys in Australia that seemed like they were their, you know, counterparts, their Australian counterparts, and started listening to their show. And it was called Tofop. It's uh, Will Anderson, Charlie Clausen. They mentioned a guy named Steel Saunders and his podcast called Green Guide Letters. So not even Steel Wars. And then mm-hmm. I went there, and at one point he said that he was starting. He he had a Star Wars podcast, and I, I was kind of like. I don't know if I want to listen to it. Like, all I ever do is talk about Star Wars with my friends. Do I want to listen to other people talk about Star Wars? <laughs> but yes. I, I checked it out. I liked it. Um, and he um, he had interviewed Dominic from Star Wars Underworld one year at Comic-Con, which led me to their show, and then started talking to those guys via Twitter. Uh, ended up meeting um, Chris from Star Wars Underworld and helping him out with his radio show up in L.A. And, is that um, um, that geek one? Geek. Yeah. And then... All this time, now that I've gotten into, started listening to podcasts, I started telling my buddies that I sit around and talk Star Wars with. I was like, you know, we should just record this and make a podcast. And they, they fought me for about a year. And then I just finally bought all the equipment. I'm like, hey, we're doing this. So, uh, <laughs> Sounds and, familiar. Know, yeah. So, yeah, it does, doesn't it? Then the, uh, the idea for the network came when um, <clears throat> we, we had the Star Wars show. Tim wanted to do his movies podcast. I started doing my John Cusack podcast with my buddy and we were going through um, a different provider for uploading it, and we were paying like for each show, oh, you know, the, all, all the hosting fees. And then we discovered that if we switched to the one that we're currently using, notice I don't put any names out because they're not paying us for this, so I'm not going to plug them. But <laughs> what I realized <laughs> yeah, I those guys. Right. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> you start sending me a check, I'll I'll do a, I'll do a commercial. But we we found one that was unlimited, and then it just occurred to me, like, well, if we're just going to pay this one fee, we should just tell all our friends that if they're going to start a show too, just put it over here and and not pay for it. And that just, you know, it it really just became a thing of like, how do we help our friends out that want to do the same thing we're doing? And so it it was never about, you know making a business out of it or, or anything like that. It was just kind of like, doesn't make sense for everyone to be paying for the same stuff. So, um, once we figured out like how to use the site and, you know, split it up so that it had multiple podcasts on it, just seemed like the cool thing to do. And it's been a lot of fun. Um, and especially watching everybody start to cross over onto each other's shows. Just, it's just been a blast. I mean, it's just like, like everything with star Wars, it, it's just a lot, it's more fun with friends. So, you know, when you got a bunch exactly. of people into it, yeah. Mm. Patrick, when did you do your first podcast? When was your very first one? Uh, we started our show July of la- last summer, but we oh wow, okay, yeah, it's so long to figure out what we were doing that we we held on to him for a while because one of our one of our guys lives in Arizona and we we would just record for fun whenever he was out here. So <clears> we were only recording about once a month at first, and then once we we got the whole. Skype thing figured out and how we wanted to do that. Then we finally just posted everything that we had been backlogging and went to weekly. But so we really like got it in gear around uh, around the time of of Rogue One coming out is when we went to weekly. So I mean, ah, okay. So you had a lot to honestly, talk about. about here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. So and that was that was your first Star Wars show a year ago. Then totally was that a complete Star Wars one? Well, yeah, so we would talk. Yeah. We would do like these two, three hour recordings because we were only meeting once a month leading up to Rogue One. And then we uh, we went to see the movie and podcast it live all together. And then starting the next month, we started going weekly because there was just so much. I mean, at that point, we had, you know, a Rebels episode every week and we started getting mm. into the comics and stuff. And, you know, slowly it's turned into more of like the um, what I refer to as like the three guys talking podcast with kind of a Star Wars theme. Because on the weeks where there's nothing, we're just like, eh, you know, we don't talk about Star Wars. It's fine. <laughs> just talk to each other. Yeah, just let yeah, it flow. We all, we've all known each other for years, so it's more of just time for us to catch up. And I probably cut out half of what we end up talking about because it's not relevant. But it's just a good time on a on a Wednesday night. So. <laughs> true, true. That's like yeah. it's it gives us an excuse to talk. Uh, it's great. Yeah, I have a feeling if they have stopped making Star Wars movies, we'll keep doing the podcast. Just <laughs> oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's cool. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. But based on what I'm hearing in the news, I don't think they're going to stop making Star Wars. Movies. So when, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I when, think we've got some job, we've when's all the got first, job security right now. When's the first time you were on a podcast? Is that that, or was it probably before? Um, that? okay, so I was helping Chris with his radio show, and then one, and I was just there to help do like video and stuff. And then one night, one of the the hosts wasn't coming in, and wait, the wait, guys wait. that were I, I don't mind mentioning this. Is this for Star Wars Underworld? No, the, oh, okay. Chris is from Star Wars Underworld, but this yeah. is this is when we were doing Geek Radio up on up oh, okay, in LA. Okay. But right, but one of the other one of the other guys who was actually Matt from my other the other network I work with, he just looks at me and he's like, "So, um, you ready?" I'm like, "For what?" He's like, "You're on tonight." Our, our other guy couldn't show up. I'm like, "I'm sorry, what?" <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, we had started doing our recordings for our show, but we hadn't posted any. So that was the first time, and it was literally like. We're just throwing you live on the radio now. Go. <laughs> so. Wow. Throwing the yeah. wow. Straight into the deep yeah. end. That was yeah. yeah. How did mm. it go? Oh, uh, well, it was funny because um, the first week, since I didn't know I was going to be on, like they had gone to see whatever movies we were going to review that week, and I had nothing to talk about because I hadn't seen the movie, read the comics. The next week was the week after Comic Con. Chris was back 
and Dominic Jones was in town. Mm. So it was just Chris and Dominic, and they're like, you want to jump on again? We're only going to talk about Star Wars. So I was like, oh, okay, now I'm in. So the second week went much better. It was right after Comic-Con and Celebration that year, so there was all this Star Wars stuff to talk about. So, I, you know, I had a blast. Oh, cool. Yeah. Killer, man. Yeah. So let's get into your uh, Star Wars Star Warsy history here. So usually podcasts ask about your first memory of Star Wars or whatever. So you probably have that answer lined up. But I want to put a slight twist on it. Sure. What got you really into Star Wars? Was it really okay, so. the first time you saw it? <laughs> or was it Here's something a- else? I was born in 1976, so I don't remember a time without Star Wars. And... Uh, I, I honestly like growing up with, you know, I was probably I, I made my parents tell me, did you take me to see the first movie? Even though I was probably too young. I know I don't remember. It. They're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We took you to the theater. You were too young, but you don't. I'm like, okay, thank God. But I clearly <laughs> remember watching Empire when I was four years old. So nice. it's just one of those things. It's always been a part of my life. I collected the old Kenner figures when I was a kid. They, of course, like everyone else's sob story, they got sold at a garage sale, and then I got a job delivering pizzas when I was 16 to try to buy them all back, you know, so it's like it, it's just always been there even during... Patrick, Patrick, yes, sorry to yes, interrupt this, this is my story oh yeah, man, right. I, was born, I was born in 1974 and it's like yeah, that is so cool man, that is exactly how and it was, yeah, wasn't it? There, there yeah, was kid, yeah, there was a kid that lived on one street over that was a year older than me, so he always stole my stuff and <laughs> yeah, we used to swap. We used to swap figures and things like that. And play. Well, yeah, he would tell me like, yeah. "Oh, we're gonna we're gonna play Star Wars figures," but because yeah. it was a year older, you know, whatever the older kids told you, you just believe. So at the end, we were done playing. He goes, "Oh, I won." I'm like, "Well, what does that mean?" Yeah, like, yeah. I get all your figures, and my I, I barely remember this, but my mom used to tell me how I came home in tears, like Joey got all my figures, and she had to go over and talk to his mom and get them all back. <laughs> Oh man, that, that's what we have so, the same yeah, thing. I mean, and you'd be like, you'd be at the end of there, you'd be going like, I've lost. How have I got less figures than when I started? Yeah. That is so bizarre. That and I didn't so... even know how you lose. No, no, you know no, what I mean. No, no. He's like, yeah. yeah, we're gonna play. Set all your figures up, and he goes, okay, I won. I'm like, yeah, all right. Oh, I hate that. <laughs> I know we used yeah. to we used to do it and swap figures, and we'd put figures in a line. So we'd put, yeah. and you'd go like, okay, well, I'll have I'll have those, and you have those, and then at the end of the day, you kept what you'd picked earlier. Right. And there'd be a kid who'd get like, he'd have a Vader. You know, and I'd be left with like a Greedo or something. You'd be like, "Hang on a minute, I'm, I'm somehow worse off than when I started." How has this well, happened? I scored one time. One time, my mom took me over <laughs> to. Uh, she was a teacher. She went to visit one of her her coworkers, and she's like, "Oh, go play with his son. He's got Star Wars toys too." So, we get all our stuff out, and he's like, "Oh man, you have two red snaggletooths." I'm like, "Yeah." He goes, "Yeah, I have a red one. I only have two blue ones. Want to trade?" I'm like, <laughs> "Sure." <laughs> Not knowing what I would. Uh, that was the greatest score of all time. And of course, that yeah. got sold at the garage sale. And that was the thing. When I was 16, I found this comic store that had a blue snaggletooth in the glass case. I put it on layaway and made payments out of my pizza delivery tips every week because I wanted it back so bad because it was like, yeah. no, I yeah. had that. That was the that was the piece. That was the centerpiece of the whole oh collection. God, so yeah. I still got that right now. And I'm looking at the closet. That oh, it's man. Up and never get sold again. <laughs> have you still nice. got have you still got your original figures then? You know, like, um, have you re- recollected some? I am, I think I've, I'm, I'm down to, a, I want to say 20 left from the original, original uh, Star Wars, Empire, Jedi, Power of the Force. Yeah. 
So yep. I've got about 20 left. Um, and I was buying one like every payday and I'm like, I'm just going to finish it off because I'm down to some of the most expensive ones. But mm. I'm working as a contractor right now. So I'm like, maybe I should wait till I have something a little more stable to be spending $100 a week on, on a <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah yes, they're up there I'm for like, sure. Yeah. So close I could I can taste it. So it's really a couple of the rare ones, a lot of the like the, the final 18, I think. Yeah, those uh, so, are the. I have not got. I've got. I've only got two of those. I've got all the yeah. original line, but I haven't got some of the final eighteen. There's only. I've only got two of those because, like, I don't know what it's like. They're so expensive to buy now. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, like yeah. I need Yak Face. I think I need one more Ewok. I, yeah, I, yeah. I have. I have all cataloged, but I can't remember offhand. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Started, cool. yeah. You know what I started doing was I would whenever I would bring one home, I'd take a picture of it and I just made a photo album on Facebook that's locked, so only I can see it, and then I would just upload it. So when I'm in a store, I just open Facebook and scroll through, and I'm like, do I have this one? It was easier than figuring out. <laughs> yeah. Check Ooh. marks. It was, and it made it easy for things like, do I have the big head Han or the small head Han? You know. Yeah, that yeah, 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 yeah. Oh no, yeah, yeah. Then that's I tried. Like the modern stuff, and take photos every time I came home to keep track, and I just I lost track at some point. So like, I had to stop buying Funko Pops because I kept coming home with stuff I already had. I'm like, it's hard to buy Black Series now because I'm not sure. So it's getting frustrating. So I think maybe like over the holiday break when I don't have a whole lot to do, it's time to go through and recatalog everything. Mm. But I'm I'm top of the the vintage stuff because you, you could do what yeah. Kev does and switch to sideshow. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, I won't be able to switch. It would be one more thing I collect. It would be in addition to. <laughs> it would, yeah. Now, Patrick, did you do the Power of the Force ones? Then it came. Was it '97 when they did them again? '90s, so, '97. The first orange cards came out. I saw them at a, yeah. a, a or Kmart or something. Maybe it was even Walmart. I don't know. And I remember my girlfriend at the time was like, "Why don't you buy these?" I was like, "No." Because if I start down this path, yeah, <laughs> forever, <laughs> forever will it dominate your destiny. <laughs> I've just made the decision not to do this, and a couple weeks later, she bought me like all the orange ones. I was like, "Why did you do this?" She's like, "Well, there's not that many." I'm like, "But there will be. <laughs> so, there will be. Yes, yeah, there I, will be." I pretty yeah. much. I mean, I, I, with the exception of, um, you know, the 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 years that they were just doing Clone Wars figures and, and some like crazy. Uh, expanded universe like the Jason and Jaina that are impossible to find. Like that's mm. the only period I missed. I pretty much mm. have everything, and it's yeah. I have no place to display them anymore. They're they're in like plastic tubs labeled by movie. So I I kind of like when it comes to Black Series, I want the whole series. But then again, I'm kind of like I have a cap on what I'm willing to spend. Like I didn't buy the Revan even though I want it, but I'm just like, nah, sixty dollars. It's just it's not even canon, dude. Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, I, th- I thought the Black Series Jaina was only like forty bucks. It just depends where you find it. Yeah. <laughs> forty is still like shit. Wait <laughs> I know. Well, see, you know, that's why I I fucking stuck to Micro Machines, man. And Thrawn. <laughs> well, you stuck to Thrawn. Uh, the Thrawn thing's a recent development because it was nothing really out there for Thrawn back in the day. But dude, I got all the Micro Machines and the play sets, but. I kept it to oh no fuck I got into Star Wars CCG too. Oh yeah, like all the old cards and stuff. Yeah. Never knew how to play the damn thing. Well, <laughs> Patrick, I asked you the question that got you into Star Wars. It was the combination for me. It was the CCG game, the role playing game, the West End games. I played with some buddies in high school, and like you know, I watched some movies before that and liked them, but reading Zon and the West End games. 
RPG yeah. and the CCG just like threw me into the deep end, and I was like, "Give it to me." And the Phantom Menace CCG came out. I didn't have anyone to play with, but I worked at GameStop where we sold packs, and I would just buy the cards and stick them in the, the old, you know, clear plastic baseball card sheets. I'm like, oh yeah, nobody wants to play this game, so I'm just going to collect all the cards. They're around here somewhere. I just don't know where. Like, because I don't. I mean, when it comes to Star Wars, I don't ever throw away or sell anything. So if oh, I started God, no. collecting, it's in this room somewhere in a box. But yeah, I mean, well, I've that's... dabbled in collecting just about everything, and then I've just kind of whittled it down to just the three and three quarters black series and pops are my kind of main things i was gonna say alone i need a second job for (laughs) yeah and i was gonna say like you're saying you're when you complete your the uh the vintage kenner stuff the next question is how are you going to display them you know keep them in a box so i've already i've restarted and what i've done and this is i don't know where i'm going to put i need i need some some serious shelf for this and I'll, i'll i'll send you guys a photo later and if anybody wants to follow my instagram i'll throw it up there but what i did was um I bought these like you know little black shadow boxes you can get at Aaron Brothers. I bought like a five by seven size. I printed off on a nice color printer the old like I found a site that had all the card bo- card backs. So I put that behind and I, I put the vintage figure in the box. Then in oh. front of the shadow box, I displayed whatever the most recent um, modern figure of that was. Mm. So I I oh, got about wow yeah. So I've, I'm about. I'm about five or six in. I've only recently started this. So plus I was like, you know, I could take my time on this because eventually I'm going to have to display like 120 of these, but it, it's kind of nice because the figures are behind glass each, like each one individually and like, you know, clean them up and stand them up and be done with it and put their whatever weapon I have for them. So I don't lose it. And then I've got like, so I've got right now, I think I've got the one I'm looking at is Luke, uh, in the X-Wing pilot and then in front of it is the most most recent Luke with X-Wing so like the helmet comes off and it's just it's cool to see how they've evolved over the years oh that's man that dope. sounds really cool yeah, that that sounds nice. gonna, cool. it's gonna yeah. take a lifetime to finish but yeah. you know everybody needs a hobby yeah. when you're about 80 Patrick when you're about 80 years old you go finally done oh. it and then then you'll then you'll die and you'll go that's it I'm alright I'm happy now hey, I'm no, as long as I finish it first if I'm still sitting there going like, just eat yak face yeah. you know. I ain't dying yet boy I'm not dying now no way am I dying now not until this not until this collection is complete oh. <laughs> that sounds awesome that sounds awesome yeah Kev is that enticing you to do something similar there or are you <laughs> I, 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 you know I just can't I think we mentioned this before I've got my vintage collection they're going to be in um because obviously I moved house a year ago and it's still still stuff in boxes and everything. <clears throat> but I'm just going to display them in. I've got some glass cabinets made. I can't. I think we mentioned before, I can't start collecting the newer figures again. Like Patrick says, I'll just get down that dark path that you think, oh, I can't afford <laughs> to buy the same figures in the newer versions. So I think we mentioned before, if, you, if you're an action figure collector, the amount of Star Wars action figures that are out there now must be just, you know, where do you display them all? How do you display all of those figures? Right. And yeah, it's I ridiculous. Just, it's yeah, ridiculous. isn't it, Patrick? Yeah, isn't it? it? Just you just think now they've had well, so ignoring many the fact rounds. you have to fucking buy them all first. Yeah, well, and you know, you know so, this, this is uh this this year maybe the last couple of years have been like the first time that. It, with the exception of a time when I just had to stop collecting altogether, and that, like I said, was like the Clone Wars era, and I wish I had had them all. But this is now the really the first time that new figures have come out, and I've looked at it and been like, I've got twenty versions of that. I'm not buying it. 
you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I yeah. just had to draw the line. So when they did the when the Last Jedi stuff came out, I pretty much bought everything, and then I saw the little two pack of of Han and Boba Fett, and I was like, I. <laughs> I can't no. do it. <laughs> you know? I'll call it no, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't do it. All right, so, just on principle at this point, you know. So I see a Darth Vader Black Series out there, like the recent one. How many times has he been released, Black Series? Mm. Uh, a Is lot. Is it like? I, I mean, I, I, I have, uh, I, I've, I missed a lot of the the first two rounds of Black Series when it was the black box with the, with the blue and then the orange. Because I was resisting the temptation to get into it, I was like, "No, you already do three and three quarter." But just from what I read, apparently, like the collectors were not happy with the Vader, the first few Vader sculpts, and so that's why they came out with this new one that apparently people liked. But I, uh, I don't know because okay. I don't have the other ones. Mm. But I see when him like everywhere. The, uh, yeah, oh yeah, when they went to the black box with the red, like when uh, two years ago when Force Awakens came out, that's when they were numbered, and I'm like, "I'm all in. That's it." Yeah. That- <laughs> yeah. That's when they, they started the numbering over, so I'm like, perfect timing to jump in, you know? So, what's your favorite Star Wars character? <laughs> um, man, I, you know... I, I'm just <laughs> assuming it's something Mandalorian because of your podcast, but... I, I really dig the look of the Mandalorians, but just growing up, my favorite character had always kind of gone back and forth between, you know, is it Han, is it Luke, just kind of depending on what was going on in my life or how old I was. And so I had a friend who actually commissioned a painting for me from her friend and said, just, she wouldn't tell me what it was for. And she's like, who's your favorite star Wars character? And I couldn't decide. So what they ended up doing was I'm looking at it right now. It's, 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 uh, it's half Han and half Luke. And there's like, like their bodies are stitched together. So <laughs> uh, <laughs> It's and, kind of morbid and cool at the same time. Yeah, and it, like it is um, up on my wall. It's above everything else. It's the top piece of the the Star Wars collection because because I couldn't. I was so indecisive, and I didn't know why she was asking. So I'm like, why do I have to pick? Can't I, you know, have can I have two? And she, I, you know, I guess at the time was like, well, I don't want to buy you two paintings, so you have to pick one. Came <laughs> 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 yeah. up with a solution. That's and I awesome. Love it. Nice. Yeah, those are my guys. Um, yeah. I feel like I'd be in the same situation too. Like if I had to, if I didn't have to pick one fully, I'd be the same. I'm torn. Because like you know, when I was a kid in the '80s, it's like, what was cooler than Luke Skywalker in Return of the Jedi? But then when you get to your teenage years, it's like everybody wants to be Han Solo. And now that I'm older, I appreciate both. And I'm like, well, you know, I'm I'm somewhere in the middle there. So that the painting mm. pretty much sums me up. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, so when, when was the painting done? When was that done? Um, shoot, this was probably right around the time of Force Awakens because uh, st- I was on the all-time Star Wars fever. So, I mean, which I always am, but it was like worse than ever. <laughs> so. Oh, cool. Yeah. So I dig it. I mean, yeah, it was something I got much later in life. It wasn't like something from when I was a kid, but I just just could not make a decision and probably still can't. No, no, no! It's, it's, it's so fun. Yeah. Well, that's that's like me yeah. with the, like my favorite Star Wars movie. It like fucking changes with the wind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, what do I feel yeah, like Ed, watching? Ed, is it? Ed, is it still the Phantom Menace though? Isn't it that wins out? Well, tonight, <laughs> tonight it was. I wanted to yes. see it. Shut up. <laughs> just, what I just watched two weeks Shoot. ago. I've been watching one a week. I, I throw it on while I'm recording my show, so it's really annoying for my co-hosts and. Uh, I, told, <laughs> I told him I'm going to do one a week, counting down to 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 last last Jedi, and so it's been fun just going back. And then then when the show's over, I usually start it over with the sound on. But yeah, you know, 
you can say what you want about the Phantom Menace, but it's it got some place. in there. I just, you know, I'll never... See, see, Patrick, I think you gave Ed the idea to, to uh, antagonise <laughs> his fellow co-host, because I'm sure Ed put that on to antagonise me. Didn't you, Ed? Oh, of course I'm I did. Sure I even what... told James, like, wait till Kev comes on. He's going to fucking hate me. <laughs> oh yeah oh dear there no i mean quite uh, mace windu is my favorite jedi sure you weren't gonna say qui-gon there <laughs> I yeah mean, i thought qui-gon was i'm sorry i said quite Qui- i say mace windu i meant to say qui-gon you, you did okay yeah. edit that out <laughs> <laughs> i meant to say qui-gon qui-gon's my favorite character I, like i no, I really dig him too. Like, if I had to pick a favorite from the prequel, it'd probably be a little hard for me to not pick young Obi Wan. But I think Qui-Gon would be my second second choice. Yeah, I got I really annoyed with the rest of the Jedi the more that I watched the the prequels. But but you know, I I just I loved the way he was portrayed. I'm I'm Buddhist myself, so he just seemed like my guy. You know? He yeah, <laughs> yeah, that fits right in there. Um, I I just started the Mace Windu comic, and it talks oh, about. Yeah. Um, how uh, the Jedi were skeptical skeptical about becoming generals and being right. on the front line and being like you know in war and stuff when they're all for peace. So like I thought that was that was cool because I always wondered that like why why are they generals like that doesn't seem like a Jedi thing, right? I don't know. Anyway, and you got some of that towards the tail end of the Clone Wars. I thought I thought that stuff was really cool when they explored right. Ashoka that. started asking those questions. Yeah, yep, that was pretty cool. Hmm. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so let's move on to our new as of last episode segment. Uh, are you kidding me? So this is where we take any factoid from the EU, from canon from the making of any star wars movie anything star wars anything literally anything it makes us say are you kidding me and we throw it out there and talk about it and move on (laughs) maybe Uh, laugh about it maybe hate it whatever can i please giant green rabbit giant green rabbit I, I need to start this. Wait, wait, wait. Can I play the music? Play the... the oh, yeah. oh, go, go, go. Right, go. Right, right. Here we go. Here we go. Uh, this is a new thing I'm doing here with the board. <clears throat> All right, here we go. Are you kidding me? A surprise, to be sure. Better welcome on. I got to go off on a tangent here about electronic arts being uh, brought to heel by the Reddit community today. Over half a million downvotes. That is the biggest in Reddit's history about the cash for loot pay to win system that uh, was sort of previewed by everybody in the Battlefront Alpha and Beta and the pre-buy community this week. Uh, It's ridiculous. Essentially, you have to, in order to unlock just to play the character, either Vader or Luke or any of the other characters, they calculated it because you have to earn credits to unlock things. If you focused 40 hours of continuous play on getting credits and winning matches or playing matches, you would then be able to unlock Vader. And that's just one character. And uh, 
So after, you know, several hundred thousand downvotes, which most likely there were some bots involved with that, I've no doubt, but uh, it's starting to make the news. And then uh, EA starts to realize, oh, shit, we better say something. They come up with a tweet late in the day that says, oh, we're just kidding. It's not going to cost you 60,000 credits to uh, unlock Darth Vader. We're going to cut everything by 75%. So I thought that was complete bullshit. But now everyone in the Reddit community is there was celebrating, oh, we won this great victory against EA. And it's like, right. yeah, okay, maybe you did. But, I mean, come on. They're going to make their money somehow. Like, this isn't it. It's still going to happen. There's no real control here. But I don't know. What do you guys think about that? I'm sure you guys heard about it today. I, well, I only saw the headline, but I didn't get a chance to read it. So I'm so glad you brought it up. <laughs> yeah, well, the, the thing is, I think the big... The biggest thing is is EA made it clear they can change it in the snap of their fingers. They can be like, we're going to change it to how the audience reacts and yada, yada, yada. Like, Well, I mean, they, the, the way they said it was just in a, such a freaking condescending way. Um, no, no. I, yeah, that, I think that's my point. Like, I think I, I don't think we should count it fully as a victory. Like I think no, no, it's not. It's not a victory, is it? That they're no. gonna be because they they're notorious for being shitty to the fans. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, they always are, and they, they did it with the first one, and it's the same with this one. So they are they'll have their plan for making money somehow, like James has said. Um, but it's surprised. What surprised me with the whole story is that obviously I, because <clears throat> it's not officially out till Friday, is it? So. There was all this backlash saying that they were gonna, they were just doing this because the early subscribers were, were getting an unfair deal, so they didn't get too far ahead. So, um, I think there was the demo that it was only like ten thousand originally, wasn't it? And then they, but when people were playing the game, it was sixty thousand, and that was just awful of them, wasn't it? That sucked big time. That did. That was terrible. So you're referencing, Um, uh, you're referring to an earlier. yeah. pre-release of the game to a lot of the yes. to a yeah. lot of the folks in the media and a lot of the game developing community that were going to re- do public reviews of the games that you know have their own followers and want to hear what the new Battlefront 2 is about and they lower allegedly they lowered all the credit the credit um, achievement levels for you to get Vader so it was a fraction of the time so but then they raised it for the people who actually paid extra the normal John Q public that got for this that ordered the game and they bumped it from like 10,000 to 60,000. Yeah. Right. That, ah. was, that was that was horrendous, wasn't it? That was so shit that was of a, to do that. Um I I think it was dumb that they like the reviewers like the re- the IGN etc. They were looking at a game where it was a sick sixth of the cost Mm, and they're reviewing it at that and then the public gets six times the cost to get vader doesn't make yeah like oh that's bad very bad but what was james what what was that thing i saw where it said something about (laughs) you had to play a hundred and something odd hours to unlock some characters or something i know that was what was that yeah, so one of the one Reddit user, and I don't can't not remember his or her name, but uh, one Reddit user who just started playing it early the end of last week, something like that, um, sort of like the second wave of the releases, 
And that's uh, so where they give it to all the popular YouTube channel reviewers and all that stuff. Anyways, they did a calculation, actually sat through and did the math on, okay, I'm playing for eight hours, I'm playing for 12 hours, I need to do this much in order to unlock Vader, and then I have to do all of this again to unlock Luke. And that's just two that, characters. Yeah, yeah, that's it. You had to that do it for it. every character. Yeah. Plus, there are also the weapon armor upgrades that they calculate out would be 150 hours to unlock each class. Jeez. Because then, then there was yeah. yeah, then there was the mm. um because obviously is it the loot boxes where you, you could either use it to upgrade a single character or to unlock new characters, wasn't it? But Correct. you couldn't you couldn't do both. So you were getting you were getting shafted on that, weren't you? Because you either had to use it for one or the other. Right, right. So yeah, I think yeah. it's like a it's like a, a a random unlock of three. So you pick yeah. one of the three options or something like that. Yeah. So the so way they would, would make so... money, they would charge like a buck ninety nine. It's like, oh, have a silver level bo- loot box unlock, or pay four ninety nine and get like a platinum level box unlock or something like that. And then you just gotta randomly hope that it's the exact upgrade that you want to get. But I like what I couldn't grasp, and maybe you know, I'm not an absolute massive gamer probably like you guys but the 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 reaction of ea was like well what what was it we want you to feel pride and um oh yeah uh yeah quote quote the intent is to provide players with a sense of pride and accomplishment for unlocking different heroes yeah what that, the I, what fuck I couldn't bullshit get. is that yeah but that made no sense because you can go and buy them anyway. You can spend more money. So what was the prior yeah. accomplishment in that? Maybe Ex- I'm being stupid. No, make fuck exactly. That made I mean, no sense. Uh, so, you can, so why would EA go, well, actually, we want you to feel pride and accomplishment when you could just literally just spend your own money to get that character anyway? Do you, yeah. do you have their statement in front of you, James? Yes. Um, what was the sentence with the word candid in it? I remember seeing that word and I was like, yeah. that feels like <laughs> we, uh, insult to like the public. Oh yeah, it's like we appreciate your fucking kneeler feedback to us, but so here it is the quote, we appreciate the candid feedback and the passion the community has put forth around the current topics here on Reddit, <laughs> oh our forums, God. and across <laughs> numerous social media outlets. Ah. Uh. The passion, the passion meeting the backlash. Fuck you, <laughs> EA. Fuck you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Fuck yeah. you, EA, indeed. So, yeah. I mean, not that, again, not that what punishment are they receiving from this? Nothing. But at least it's a lot more well-known now that they're just a bunch of pieces of shit. <laughs> I mean, least. personally for me, so, and Ed, you can say this too, like, I, I have always, like, cruised Revit. I never actually participated or anything. I signed up and created a Revit account today just so I could downvote that thread. Uh, yeah, I I always went oh, on Reddit James, with. Well, I always that's went on vindictive. Reddit without an account, and today I was like, you know what? Fuck it, I'm creating an account and I'm downvoting this motherfucker. Damn right. It was oh, stupid. So- it was so bad. Patrick, do you so play? I- do you play these video games? Are you into this stuff? So. Around the time, this is how long ago it was, around the time Phantom Menace came out, I worked at GameStop. And it had its perks in that, like, the day that the Star Wars figures came out, I just went to work and 
I had already set the box aside and wrote my name on it, so I bought them all. <laughs> <laughs> nice. The other great, the other great thing about working there, and I don't know if this is still the case. I assume it is, but you could just rent, you could just check out games. So when I when I worked there, what we would do is we would buy every single system and hardly ever buy a game because you could take it home and if it sucked, you just brought it back to work. Um, so I used to play everything, and then after I didn't work there anymore, I just didn't want to pay those prices. I'm like, this is. This is brutal. This is what other people do. I can't do this. I can't pay $60 yeah, yeah. for a game. So. <laughs> it's a lot. Oh, but dude, those were the glory days when you bought a PC game for $35. Right. And it was a nice, like, like 10-inch by 10-inch box with the open yep. plastic flat front that was like, oh, cool, screenshots of the game. And it actually came with a really awesome gamer's manual. Yep. Those were the days. I think I kept up through PlayStation. Do I have a three? I do have a three. I think, um, but I, I kept up through about PlayStation two, Xbox. I bought an Xbox one. And then one, I was renting a room out of my house and one of my guys couldn't pay his rent. So he, he's like, do you want my PlayStation three? So that, <laughs> that was, uh, that was That's my most that recent system. So I didn't get the PS4 or the um, Xbox one i have the 360 was the most recent one so like yeah. the this game every time i've seen trailers i'm like very tempted to buy a system but this like because i've been kind of out of it for a while this this new pay-to-play stuff is like a big turnoff for me like nah, i want to yeah. buy the game and then i own the game and i can play the whole game and i won't be tempted to put my credit card number in anywhere and have oh, a game yeah. Cost yeah. hundreds of dollars you know what i mean so yeah, I know I, that. Yeah. I, I know that. what do we what do we got like a week left till it comes out and i'm still kind of on the fence i'm sure i'm gonna break down and get it but it's just kind of like hmm, how much longer can i resist well i i did uh, you, i pre-ordered it it's like three hours from the time i'm about to get it so technically. oh nice <laughs> that's awesome oh yeah did you play the first battlefront <clears throat> i uh I uh, I was in a GameStop one day when they put it on sale for ten bucks, so I just bought wow. it anyways, even though I don't have the yeah. system. But I had played it at my buddy's house, and we had a great time playing it. But we just wished there was more of like a you know yeah. single player yeah. story mode. And so when I yeah, yeah. Yeah. so when I heard they were doing that, I was like, this is going to be the game that gets me to buy the new, a, a newer system. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. check cool. in with James, me in about James, weeks and James see if I can. Yeah, sorry. Huh? Is there any reviews of the single player story yet? Then? No. Yes, there are. Wait, really? What? Oh, what go yes. ahead, James. What, what? What's the What's the feeling on it? Well, I don't want to spoil anything. No, no. Is it getting good reviews? Bad reviews? Well, don't spoil the story, uh, but you can say if it's good or bad. Oh, right. Gotcha. I suppose I could say that. Um, all the initial feedback from the single player story is like, "Holy fuck, this is amazing!" Oh, um, nice. Yeah. The, the, I'm the, buying it. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> okay, um, we're all in now. We're all in. All the in-game cutscenes are are uh, they're framed like they are in a movie, so it's the more of the sort of modern in-game cutscenes that you get now, rather than like the standalone like fade in, fade out cutscenes with characters and graphics that don't quite match what you're playing on the level. Um, I've seen uh, the first two levels played. Actually, I broke down and just watched them. Some dude sort of narrated through it, uh, and it is absolutely beautiful. Absolutely. The AI, I mean, AI can always get worked on. Um, they seem pretty smart. I don't know what the difficulty level this guy had it up. Probably easy because I got to say, you know, most people can't handle it uh, playing above normal on difficulty because they're a bunch of fucking kneelers out there. 
But uh, <laughs> you know, it was it looked really good. The the voice yeah. acting was really good, uh, and some of the behind the scenes stuff where they actually put like the gear on and do the digital rendering and all that stuff, like they did for uh, Halo Five Origin or Halo Five, um, the latest one. So initial feedback, it looks amazing. The ultimate line of the story, though. There is some to be desired, but I'll get into that next week after I buy it and beat it this weekend. Mm, cool. Nice. So do you know the, the actual game? Is it all, do you just play as Arden Versio all the time? No. Oh. I mean, everything points to it. It seems like you do. But it mm. does, but you get to play as some other characters. Mm. All right, so this leads, me into a okay, spo- yeah. this, okay. this leads me into a spoiler, spoiler alert. Uh, for the Last Jedi slash Battlefront Two, and I know every everyone on here is okay with it. <laughs> but no, if you're, you're a listener and you don't want this, fast forward. Ed, 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 is this a spoiler? Uh, Kev, <laughs> we already assimilated you into the spoiler, <laughs> spoiler community. Listen, don't be a kneeler. Just listen to it. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so according to MakingStarWars.net. They say, and had reported on this months ago, that a relic, which resembles a compass, is featured in this game. And it's a a compass that Luke Skywalker possesses. Uh And the image they show from the game shows a hand holding it, which looks pretty sweet. We still don't know the purpose of it or why he has it, but I want to assume and speculate that it takes him to the first The Jedi. Black Pearl. Yes, the Black, the Pearl. Black Pearl. Yes, that's it. <laughs> I knew it. Yes. Disney strikes again. I mean, it's an ocean planet with islands, so yep. it must be. Yep. It's true. It's true. And the compass yeah. was blue. Yeah. No, I'm thinking All the right. first Jedi Temple. But yeah, what do you guys think about that? Uh, yeah, you're absolutely correct. Yeah. Is that confirmed then? Well, is well, that's definitely my thing. My <laughs> thing is we've got nothing on Luke, nothing. Literally, like, like okay, a little bit in the comics, right after Return of the Jedi, when he gets the mm. tree, but nothing on what Luke's been doing between Return of the Jedi and The Force Awakens, and we're gonna get something in a video game. This is groundbreaking, it seems, right? Uh, can it, uh, all right, so one additional thing that you'll notice and i'm not giving too much away by saying this but uh the luke in battlefront 2 when you see him he's not all like 100 percent gung-ho the rebel alliance really oh mm. recognizing recognizing that not recognizing that like the rebel alliance isn't like this is where you have to do if you want to be a good person you have to be a part of the rebellion no you just have to choose to be a good person where'd you see this well, yeah what's this uh it's, it doesn't need to be mentioned now reddit it's okay okay so it's not like really official because we're just a podcast uh, no it is i watched the, i watched the cutscene. i watched like half of the single player cutscenes because i couldn't help myself oh it's in a cutscene. Oh. Yeah, it's in a cutscene. Oh man! So you like oh, really wow. spoiled yourself on this game? I, I, it was bad. I'm sorry, guys. I didn't want to. Admit James, it, how it. could you? Way to James, ruin it! How could you? I didn't ruin anything. <laughs> I'm kidding. There was, there was, you made it there was better. so much in there. 
No, I'm just saying there's a lot of anticipation there, and if you pick up on like the small things, like they do a really good job. Mm. So fuck you, EA, and thank you, EA. Right. I'm excited. Yeah, for fuck this. you, EA. I'm <laughs> so excited That's for this one-player campaign. Saying. I think there's going to be so many good nuggets for canon uh, in this one-player. I'm so excited about it. So here's my dilemma, and you guys tell me what I should do. Whatever you decide, there's three of you, so we're gonna get it. We're gonna get an answer here. Ooh, okay. The game comes out. To the, if I didn't pre-order, game comes out what day? I think it's was it seventeenth? Uh, Friday. 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 Yeah. Oh, Friday, this Friday. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, I leave like three days after Last Jedi comes out to go to the East Coast for about three weeks, and I don't have a lot of free time to play. So do I buy it and play a little bit and then probably not finish it and then leave and get frustrated that I can't finish the story? Or do I wait till I get back and just play straight through? Ooh. Wait, 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 wait. Help, help you get the game here. how long before you leave? Uh, I mean, days? about a month, but I, I'm not home very much because I work, I work a lot and then I have an organization I volunteer for, which is pretty much like having a second job. And then when I am home, I feel like I'm usually editing podcasts and I am kind of scared that if I get this game, the network will just come to a screeching halt. <laughs> <laughs> hey, and we'd understand. Right. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I'm going to be honest. Podcasters. I think you, you're my only hope. I'm going to be honest. I think you'll be able to finish it before you leave. Okay. Because, right. because so I just sacrifice sleep is what you're saying. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, Patrick, don't go to sleep, Patrick. Just, just don't go to sleep. Just play the game constantly. It's okay, Patrick. Um, don't go to sleep, Patrick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. I'm going to do it. I'm yeah. I, I honestly, you could, you could totally do it. Totally yeah. do it. YOLO. I have, you see, my view on it, Patrick, is if you if you don't think you can, is to wait because you've got to do it. I think you'd have to play it. You don't want to get in that, like you said, you don't want to start and then um, have to leave it for so long. Right, and then all your friends and are talking so, about it. So going going yeah. against the, the other two there, if you don't think you're going to finish that before you go, I would wait. That would be my view on it. All or right. just take uh, or just take the Xbox with you. That's the other alternative. Just <laughs> take it on the yeah. plane. <laughs> <laughs> and you could do that. It, I, I feel like that'd be a uh, uh, reasonable carry-on. I mean, yeah. it would be your carry-on, but if you packed <laughs> it in styrofoam or whatever, I'm sure but... they've got like travel monitors out there for not so expensive. You could just hook it up and it'd be play. great. Mm-hmm. You know, I fly out to the East Coast to see my family for the holidays, and I'm like, but I'm not going to spend time with you guys because. <laughs> Star Wars. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's yeah. bad enough they know that like every day I'm gonna take off for about three hours to go watch the movie and come back. <laughs> oh, so oh, can wow. I, uh, Patrick, a funny story about that. My buddy Mike lives in uh, Park Slope in Brooklyn, and uh, he loves Thanksgiving every single year because all of his family's up here in Maine, and he does. Huh? He has like one cousin down in Long Island that he'll see, but he's like Thanksgiving is the best time of year for me because I buy whatever the latest Xbox game is. I make this huge vat of chili and I sit in my room and do nothing the entire weekend. <laughs> oh, that sounds fantastic. That sounds like I a great know. family like, getaway. Oh my. Yeah, it's like, oh my God, I need this in my life. <laughs> but oh, yeah, wow. dude, I say you just bring it home with you and say, fuck it, play it up early and late. But I think you would be able to crush it before, oh, yeah. For sure. before you go. And know- I have, knowing, I have- I'm going to compare it to like Call of Duty, Battlefront, the one players in those games. It's not gonna take long, all right, to get through it, because it, it's a game made you, you for multiplayer, 
which That's has a, a single player oh, attached. Yeah. Which you guys have sold me. I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> I think <laughs> Yay! Yeah. For sure. So my question is, does it have a single player co-op? It has a co-op element. I know that. But I is don't it like, it's... do you have to be split screen or can you actually potentially, I wonder if you could do it I feel online. like that answer's out there and I haven't really. I know, I haven't looked it up. Because <laughs> I always enjoyed that with like, with Halo. You know, you could go online with two people and later on with four people with the newer Halo games and go with legendary beast mode difficulty. And that was always fun. Dude, that was my but... Halo 1 was the like pioneer into epic co-op play. Like that final yeah. level where you're like driving the warthog through that like last level and it's like everything's exploding around you yeah. coming down. I was yep. like, "Oh my, I felt like I was like part of a movie. It was so good. So well done." But yep. that was the you're, start. You're driving and I, across the superstructure of the autumn on your warthog to that yeah. friggin' long sword, long sword bomber. So good. That was my high school years. <laughs> <laughs> you think they do something for Battlefront Two, wouldn't you? As a multiplayer, co-op? surely. I yeah. think I think they definitely do have a co-op. But I I wonder if it's yeah. you know is it more than just split screen only? Because split screen. Uh, okay. just, yeah. Nowadays, split yeah. screen sucks. Yeah. Even though we're on way bigger TVs and higher resolution, I hate the idea of doing split screen. Even if you have mm. my TV, it's still. Well, even if we lived good. on the 12 inch CRT playing Goldeneye on the stack with grenade launchers <gasps> back in 1998, you know what I mean? Yeah. I love that game. Yeah. I was the first person oh. in my community to start strafing. You know, strafing? Like. Left or oh, right. Oh, yeah, hitting. And Goldeneye the yeah. with the one analog stick or whatever you call it, thumbstick. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was use the that, first that, one. That, and that people were like just standing still, like trying to aim at me, and I'm like circling around him, killing him. Yeah, I was that guy. <laughs> I was that guy because I'm half Asian. Such a, such a boss. Yeah. Hey, so guys, you want to talk about the. Uh, let's get to some news. The fucking Come on, news after news. like 57 minutes of. Fuck it! Oh, holy shit! <laughs> Let's get to the big news. Ah, oh, so Patrick, we have some huge news this past week. Uh, yeah, you haven't heard at all. Yeah, they sure they announced <laughs> they they gave us an image of baby porgs. <laughs> <laughs> what? What? It was awesome. They're like in a little nest, and there's like three like little porgs. How cute is that? That is now, so was awesome. This, was this from the Last Jedi, or is this pre-production for the next <laughs> Ryan Johnson trilogy? Ooh, now it's that a it's a porg centric. It's a porg trilogy. That is a new. That is some speculation Wars, we should porg. talk about. <laughs> That's the real conversation. <laughs> oh, Ed. Ed, Ed, Ed. Okay, oh, I, I'm sorry, guys. I'll let's let's talk How about the, not? let's talk about <laughs> some less so real news. So Lucasfilm announced in a press release and on the on their uh, Star Wars show a trilogy of films. Lucasfilm, and I quote, <laughs> is excited to announce that Johnson, Ryan Johnson, will create a brand new Star Wars trilogy. Johnson. <laughs> the first. Wait, off your Johnson. 
The first of which he is also set to write and direct with longtime collaborator Ram Bergman on board to produce. As writer-director of The Last Jedi, Johnson conceived and realized a powerful film of which Lucasfilm and Disney are immensely proud. In shepherding this new trilogy, which is separate from the episodic Skywalker saga, Johnson will introduce new characters from a corner of the galaxy that Star Wars lore has never before explored. Dot, dot, dot. No release dates have been set for the new films, and no porgs were available for comment. End quote. Because <laughs> they're in hair and makeup getting ready for their shoot. That's right. Because yeah. they are obviously yeah. the main characters and heroes of this new trilogy. <laughs> I, want, I want you to think about this. In 1983, everyone had Ewok fever. And what was the next thing Star Wars did? Ewok adventures. So yeah. you know this is coming. Pork yeah, origin yeah. stories. Look at it. Despicable Me. Everyone loved the Minions, so they made a Minions movie. This, this, this is happening. This yeah, is happening. Is. You're right. It, it is. is. You're, I hate it. Funny enough, Patrick, I, I said I that after the, after the Ewoks, after the Ewoks, it was always going to be the Caravan of Courage and Battle for Endor. What yeah. movies they were, eh? Oh, what movies. Ewok, the Those... Ewoks got the cartoon. It was Ewoks <laughs> everything. Here we go, guys. F- the Flock of Courage. Boom. There it is. Oh. <sighs> Oh. Uh, well, oh no. okay. So let's let's talk. I, w- I want to hear Patrick. I want to hear your your thought on this. Yeah, too. come on, Patrick. So, come on. And I an idea um, that you know you're looking at this. George Lucas was the brainchild of this. He he came out and directed a New Hope, and then he kind of transitioned it off and left it to the rest until he came back and fucked it up again later. But anyways. Disregarding all of that, that's your opinion. We're seeing, we're seeing, we're seeing exactly. We no, that's a fact. That's a fact. We're seeing now Ryan Johnson, uh, Johnson, uh, a very young director, like someone sort of new to the scene, uh, a year before today, relatively an unknown. Um, he's given the helm of all right, and this is kind of where I view it as he's the next George Lucas or they're trying to groom him to be sort of this George Lucas level of here's the man who can dream this stuff up and then write and direct the first movie and then hand it off and see how that goes. Like help continue the saga. Like if one person were to be given the crown of carrying this forward, instead of having it be Kathleen Kennedy or Disney, it's now going to be Ryan Johnson. What do you guys think? Could be, or it just could be like, he's he's our guy for this time period and he's going to do his trilogy and then maybe we'll come back and do a saga trilogy and then someone else will go do another trilogy to give us a break in between but i think they saw what he what he created for the last jedi and they were just like please come back and do nine and he's kind of like i've got these other ideas and they were like okay please do three more movies <laughs> you know what i mean yeah so yeah. it makes me if, if I wasn't already super confident about Last Jedi, it makes me feel even more. And I also think that just with all the trouble they've had with the other films and the directors, that they just found a guy that they could work with, that could work with them, that could turn in a great product, that he was happy. He still wanted to do it. It wasn't like a lot of times you hear people that work with Marvel or whatever, and they're just like, I'm done with that. I don't ever want to do that again. You know, he was willing to come back, and they, were, they wanted him back. They, they just got a match that works. So I don't know if I think he'll be you know, the face of Star Wars for the next two decades, but it's kind of like, 
they've decided whatever the next phase is, it's all in his hands. And then we'll see where we go from there. So, yep. so the Disney seeing the Last Jedi must have been blown the fuck away. Like they must have been, their minds must have been blown, or like I don't know, to like sign a director on to help write for three movies and direct the first of the three, or and head. finish directing number nine. Yeah, none. Really, I didn't read that. We'll do I just thought nine. JJ did nine. JJ, JJ did nine. Oh, oh, oh! Sorry, I fucked that up. Never mind. Yeah, Edit you did. That, that was you fucked fucking up. Stupid. Anyway. Holy shit! <laughs> like they must have been blown. Like this movie, it gets. It's like it's like. Is this a marketing ploy? Like, are they throwing confidence in eight at us? Like, I. It's. I. I. I feel like I've already given the Last Jedi a nine out of ten, and I haven't even seen the movie. I think, you know, a lot of it, like, you think about, like, what Mark Hamill said, like, uh, Ryan took the character of Luke in a direction he didn't expect or possibly agree with. And I think it it has to do with that, where Ryan Johnson just came in and did something that nobody expected and made it work. And that they were just like, okay, holy shit, this is our guy, right? Mm-hmm. If 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 we get, we could get anyone to come in and make Star Wars, but I he came in and just turn it on its head and made it work. And they were just like, this is the only way we can make this keep going without people getting sick of it is someone that's got this kind of creativity to just reimagine whatever we thought Luke was going to be, especially if you read the EU and he, he's not that. And when we see this movie and I think we're going to agree that he makes it work. We're just like, I never in a million years would have imagined this is where they went, you know, with, with Luke's character alone. So God only knows what else he's got going on there. Plus Porgs guys, Porgs. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. And, and, and I'm half kidding. Cause if you're a company like Disney, you, you need something like a Porg, right? For sure. You need, no, that's true. That is true, isn't it? They, and and, and that, I, yeah. I think you've yeah. got to, you've got to be able to put some, some element of cute in there that sells that people want that that they're not going to turn around and hate because it's so easy to screw that up for sure but it's so hard to really really make it work yep well said mm. well said for sure and i tell you like you know when when the announcement was made that jj was coming back for nine and it's talking to a lot of my friends like well would you have wanted ryan johnson or jj and obviously this is before we knew this i was like i would have wanted ryan johnson just based on everything i've seen about eight i want more and i was so sad like i'll, I'll be happy with another jj movie it's just like I wish we could have done that. And then they're like, oh, by the way, he's going to do three more. It's like, oh, okay, never mind. <laughs> yeah. I'm good. I'm yeah. good. <laughs> I know. Yep, it's like, it would is, you rather him do is, nine or a trilogy? <sighs> trilogy. Trilogy, I guess. Uh, yeah. I, I'm. Whenever they talked about like how he was really into like the lore of Star Wars and, and, and doing different things, now I'm really happy that the guy that started this trilogy is coming back to finish it off. Because if you look at like some of the – um, you, you put a new hope and return of the Jedi and, and some of the, the parallels. And, and, and so we'll, I think it, it will work out this way where we're, we're going to see some things get wrapped up by the guy that started it. And then you've got this middle piece that's going to probably ask a ton of questions that a lot of which won't get answered in nine. Well, he can go answer them in some other time period, whether mm-hmm. it's before or after I, I, I tend to think it's going to take place before just based on how into the lore they so- were. That leads me into that leads us into our next hour long discussion. No, all right. Uh, I'm gonna go through each of you guys. What do you want 
for the next trilogy. I mean, like every podcast is talking about this, but we're going to do it here just because. Patrick, what do you envision for for this, like, separate from Skywalker Saga trilogy that that Ryan Johnson's going to helm? I I think it'll be somewhat of an origin of the Jedi. I don't know that we'll see, like, the first Jedi Temple because they keep saying they're exploring places we've never seen. So, but, I mean, just the trilogy may start somewhere we've never seen and end up on Octu and Porgs, but, or Achto. I don't, I don't even, I'm going to try to say it, but you, you guys know the <laughs> island. Call it the island. We, we argue about the pronunciation like every episode. Let's just and call it Achto today. They're probably never going to say it during the movie. Nope. <laughs> we argue about, that's like oh, one of, all. one of like oh, two no, things, one of like the two things we like argue about the pronunciation is Achto and Whatever the Dianoga's name was on the Death Star. Right. <laughs> was it Uma, Oma, Uma? Yeah, what is what, it this week, Ed? Ed, what is it this week? What is U- it this week? Umo. <laughs> Umo. Uma. Umo. Emu. Emo. Eno. It's an emo one. It's an emo Anyway. One. I think I think we're gonna go way back and yeah. and and it whether it's like the it may not be the origins, but I think we'll see like the early days of of the Jedi. Um and I'd like them to be something very different than what we saw in the prequels. Um, I, I don't know if it end up being like where the the Sith splinter off. If they're going to rewrite that. I'd almost feel like he wouldn't he wouldn't want to really retell a story, even if it's completely different of something that's been done before. I think he'll just give us something brand new. I, if I, I had think, my way, yeah. I would love to see. Uh, I would love to see early days of the Jedi the Sith and the Jedi Mandalorian war, but that's just, that's just what I want. And Ooh. then who's to say that they won't do that at some point, but I, I think we're going, we're going pretty far back. Yeah. I, I think it would be very cool. I mean, it has, I think you got to start with one question first and it's whether you want the force involved. Right. Um, and my answer is yes, because Minus that'll two. get the most and- audience. And, and my other thing is, I think that if you're Ryan Johnson, and, and this is just my guess, like they asked him to do nine, and he's probably like, okay, I had a good time making this movie, but at the end of the day, he came in and he inherited a, a bunch of characters that that Lucas came up with, and that JJ and Kazan came up with, and he got to add some of his own things, but he's playing in somebody else's sandbox, right? And then he's got to get it to a point for someone else to come finish. He probably said, like, I'll do another movie, but you have to give me a time period where I can do whatever I want. So it's yep. really mine, and and so that's why I think you go because if you go forward in time, you still have you got constraints. If you go back in time, he can do anything he wants, all new characters, and it's it's going to come from him and stuff he wants to dream up. And and that's what I'm thinking is while he was making this movie, he probably had a million things that he was like, I wish I could do this, but it doesn't really fit. I'll just tuck that away for something else. And and when they probably said to him like, okay, you don't want to do nine, what do you want to do? He probably said my own thing. Yep. Give now we can use all that. Like, yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm with you. I think I think the plausible way to go is go with like the origins of the Jedi and then like the the wills mm-hmm. and uh, maybe even the the first glimpse of the Sith branching yeah. off. Because that you gotta have conflict and a protagonist. Right. So like I, I assume that's the best way to do it. Is to like, you have this like nice, serene, peaceful 
these Jedi learning the Force, using it, and then then this one kid is like, "Well, if I do this, and split off and look at this power I have." Yada yada. Anyway, James, what do you want for a trilogy? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it, I feel like you can't really go too much further out beyond this trilogy because you, I think, they're gonna want they want. Uh, Daisy Ridley and all the rest of them to age a few years before they film the next trilogy, maybe to show it down the road or even to stand alone. But I would like to see a tie-in and of some of the leftover uh, EU or whatever fuck they're calling le- legends now of like Naga Sadao and the creation of the creation of the Sith and like the Valley of the Sith and. Mm-hmm. You know, you have the Masasi on Yavin Four that were integrated with the Sith. So yeah, like the human Sith and the and the Masasi Sith. Um, I think that would be really cool to get into. Like, you know, explain that time before the Rule of Two, before Darth Bane and all that every all, all that other shit. Um, where you had you know armies of Sith and armies of Jedi. I think mm. that would be really cool. But that that gets me to the other thing. Like in in their statement, it says corner of the galaxy that uh, Star Wars has never before explored. Do you think that includes the EU? Like you're well, saying? Because, like you know, this whole like Thrawn and the Chiss and all that thing, but we've technically been there in some of the books. So who knows? Yeah. I don't know. It's pretty open. It could be anything. They say that, anything. but then you like you think about it and you're like, I guess that can mean anything. Really. Yeah, yeah. What do you think, Kev? Um, my absolute immediate thought was obviously. I think we've discussed this before. It's gonna. It's got to be the the, the key thing for me was when it said it's not going to focus on the Skywalker family. So I'm with Ed and obviously with Patrick, and immediately, and probably you, James. Immediately thought it's got to be an old Republic stroke jedi sith origin movie it has mm. got to be and i i think i mentioned before i even wonder because my theory on snoke is that he's um i think they'll go and tell he'll feature in it going backwards that he's some ancient sith who's Ooh. now who's now come back and i think with brian johnson doing eight that they might then explain Snoke's backstory that he's been somehow awakening now um, as an an ancient Sith who needs some force power to to get strength. So I completely agree that it's got to be a Jedi Sith origin movie, um, seeing them in a different light, maybe set in the old Republic and the fall of it, but it's got to go back I've wanted this for a long time where they tell a different story, something that we've never seen before um, that doesn't involve, you know, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, or whatever they're going to do. Just a completely and utterly new story, new characters, although I still think they might tie Snoke in. But yeah, so it's got to be that, hasn't it? It really. I think we're all in agreement that it's got to be set way back. Um, well, that, I, I think it, I don't know. I don't know what you guys think, but it's a really bold move, isn't it? 
to yeah. well, I mean, okay, yes and no. And this is why I say no, is that as far as just... If they go forward, or even if they try to... My fear was that we're going to finish this current trilogy, and then everything else is just going to be filling in between original yeah. trilogy and sequel. And it's and you're still in that problem of what they're doing right now, where everything's around the time of episode four. It's like, well, we already know what happens next. Or if you bring in a character, you're you're going to kill him off. Or if you use a classic character, you can't kill him off. You go back far enough, and you you can do whatever you want. If you go, yep. if you go forward, people are going to want to know. Well. Well, where are the Skywalkers? And if we don't include the Skywalkers, are you saying they're they're all dead? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I just yeah. feel like that was the one way they could. If you go back far enough, you know, because you can't really just go back fifty years, because then we're going to go. Well, where's Palpatine during this time? But if you yeah, go back far enough, you really, really are in a way you you allow yourself as a company. Like we we can go back and revisit the stuff we've done before, but we are also can kind of reboot Star Wars, and now it's. We don't, we, you know, any director that wants to come in and wants to do something fresh, we can keep moving forward in this timeline. And maybe they will treat it more, a little bit more like Marvel, where we're moving forward and you don't have to try to figure out where shit fits in in the timeline. It's just, no, it's, this is after the last thing you saw, you know? So yeah. maybe that's what they're going to do. And then they might alternate. And that, that's not too hard to, of a stretch if you go like, okay, now we're done with those three and we're going to come back and raise in this. So it's easy to, to, to know that we're, picking up this and they'll probably still put the numbers on those ones so uh, that would be my guess so it, it's it's daring but it's also I think it's very smart in that this is a wide open space because we wiped everything out for a reason it's not like when they cleared out the EU they said oh okay everything prior to Phantom Menace existed everything after that doesn't they were very clear like no it's all gone because we might want to we might want to completely rewrite that well, okay, no, so but no, sorry, uh, so I just with that when I say a bold move, um, I probably didn't explain myself very well. I'm sorry about, that. but I think no to give it to entrust Ryan Johnson with a trilogy when a film hasn't been released yet. Oh, okay, I agree with you. Right, there. I'm so sorry about that because, like what you said, I, I absolutely agree that they must have complete and utter faith in Ryan Johnson and what he's done. Which, which I'm the same now. I'm more excited about the Last Jedi than ever, but. What I meant was, can you imagine, I mean, what happens now if The Last Jedi gets a critical mauling, right? Let's just say it comes out and people, people are not happy with it. They've given a guy a trilogy that you think, well, th that's what I mean with it being a bold move to actually yeah. give a trilogy to somebody. I mean, I'm not saying, I mean, God, I think we all want, well, because, I mean, we've, I think we've all met Ryan Johnson and he's such a cool guy. You're just going... I kind I want the film to be great because I love Star Wars, but I want it to be great for him as well, um, if that makes sense. But you know, there's a chance that it, if it's not good or if it doesn't get well received by fans and by audiences, if we're you, fucked. Yeah. Are we <laughs> but, are, okay? But then, but, you get, then you think, are we going to be in a situation where Kathleen Kennedy then does a backtrack and says, actually, fired. Sack it, you're boy, fired. Boy. Yeah, you're fired. <laughs> They've well, shown I mean, that's their, a big well, move, yeah, they, isn't it? They've shown they're not afraid to do it when when it's necessary to make sure that we get a good product. So, uh, I what I think is they went out here, they went out there right after the the purchase, and they're like, "We're going to make these six movies, and we have these six directors, and they were all kind of different." And now, mm, after it, yeah. that didn't work out, they figured out which one, which kind of director they need, and. Uh, I I trust that they watch this movie and, and they know that okay, uh, this isn't going to get 
destroyed by the critics. This is going to be. Yeah, I I agree. I I think you're right. Yeah, I agree with that. I hope uh, really. Yeah, I mean, if you figure they 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 were they knew well enough halfway through a movie to go, but this is not working. New director that they've got to be able to to look at the finished product and go, this is what we wanted. It's probably better than what they wanted. So yeah. fingers crossed. I, I, I am not, this is like the, the one thing I'm not worried about. I'm, I mean, there's part of me that I don't think nine will be a bad movie, but will it be satisfying ending? You know, the one thing I'm just not worried about is eight's going to be amazing. Yeah. Well, that, that leads it's me to my be. next question for you guys. So we, we know Ryan signed on for a new, a new trilogy that has nothing to do with the Skywalkers or, doesn't feature them uh does that mean the skywalker saga is done after nine no i don't i don't i don't don't, don't think so i think think it's i think it's we're going to do a trilogy to buy us some time to age up everybody and make it feel like we're revisiting old friends when we come back for 10 11 12 that some time has passed both in real life and in the galaxy and and who knows maybe that you know they might only take a six-year break Yep. But they can they can age them up more than six years, just so it doesn't yeah, feel yeah. like this isn't a trilogy. It's just like this saga just has a movie every two years. That yeah. it wouldn't quite feel the same. <clears throat> and they know that that even if for some reason people aren't too jazzed about the new trilogy, the, the 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 Ryan Johnson trilogy, that when it comes time to all right, we're going back to Finn, Ray, Poe, like people are going to get excited. Yeah, I just hope. That- yeah, I completely agree. Yeah. I hope that with the, uh, you know, if we go back in time for uh, a trilogy, which I think would be, <coughs> like you said, absolutely amazing, and they could have the entire canvas be open to do whatever they wanted, uh, I hope they don't do some stupid Marvel thing where, I don't know, they connect the two together. I know that's mm-hmm. kind of reaching, yeah. and I feel like they wouldn't do that for this, but seen it in the marvel shit and the dc shit it's like oh my god you better not do something stupid like that i don't need some uh, some time differential rift to sort of bring the two random casts together i was like no oh god no oh, fucking god, no. dare that's like a it's like a <laughs> you know star what? trek I'll thing you, i'll tell you yeah they'll they'll find a way to do that in the books and comics that there'll be some character that lives pretty much forever and new people in every era <laughs> because well, they always the seem books, to want to do too, a little too much connecting in some of those books they'll find some way to, to tie it all together they're like oh look this comic not only connects to this but they were also in rogue one and and in the prequels and in the you know the original trilogy this guy's been everywhere but i think they they're a little smarter than to, to try that in the films because it's just yeah you know, in the audience, you just hear the collective, oh, come on, you know? Yep. Yeah, yep. Well, yeah. It's, and you make a great point, which I'm glad you said it, because it reminded me, you know, like, they, they did do it in the books. Like, Exar Kun, the ancient Sith Lord, was yes. on Yavin, and he's in the Jedi Academy book trilogy. Yep. Yep. Uh, he was mentioned in a whole bunch of other references, and he actually came back as an actual character, yep. interactive character for a while. So, yes, they have done it, but I, you're right. I am glad, and I hope they keep it, excuse me, just to the books and just to the comics and not the movies. Well, did you, did you see that comicbook.com article recently <laughs> about the they wanting the trilogy to be about Dash Rendar? Mm? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, yeah, that's going to be fucking great. <laughs> I and that goes back to my, like, do you want the Force involved? Like, that would be a non-Force involved situation. Uh, I think, okay, I think it has to. You go too far back in time, you go into another yeah. corner of the galaxy, and you don't include the Force, then how is this 
even connected except that they're telling you it is right then it, yep. it's just it's just a, another science fiction trilogy that they've slapped the name on yep i think that i think that's yeah. the diehard approach where we just bought this story and we changed the guy's name to john mcclain right? yeah, <laughs> that, yeah. That's they've done something, right so that's that's why i feel like the force will be in there somewhere because that's got to be the one thing that connects all of this together for sure yeah. it'll bring the most otherwise, audience for sure well otherwise it's like Battlestar galactica right <laughs> yeah yeah Ugh. Well, I don't want to go there. Sorry. Well, okay. So that brings me into the next piece of news. So <laughs> Variety watch that. It sucks. Variety reported during a conference call with Disney CEO Bob Iger said they are going to bring a live action series on their new Disney branded streaming service to us in 2019. Uh, he also mentioned <clears throat> the cost of the streaming service. I know you're going to bring it up, so I'm going to say it right now. The cost of the streaming service. Which will include a Marvel series with the Star Wars series will be substantially, and I quote, substantially below Netflix's ten ninety nine a month because of yeah, it'll be fucking eight ninety nine. <laughs> so, first like, question, okay, first so like huge here. question sure. to you, Patrick. Yeah. What do you want from a TV series, live action uh, Star I don't Wars think, I don't, from Disney? I don't think I'll get. I don't think I'll get what I want. I think it'll be it'll either be set during the original trilogy or it'll be filling in. I mean, I guess filling in original trilogy to pre to sequel would be okay, but I would also love this to just go off somewhere else. I I just I get the feeling they're going to play it safe with the TV show and put a lot of stuff we've seen and put a lot of a lot Feels of little good. Rogue One type cameos of like, hey, there's that guy that was in that thing. You know, I know what yep. this is. This is Star Wars. So that's why I think it'll be. I I'm look. I'm still going to watch it. And I'm probably still going to love it. But yep. uh, what do I want? Mandalorians. That's what I want. <laughs> yes, we know this. <laughs> when do we want it now? Now. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't know exactly what it's going to be. I believe it'll be cheaper. I do believe that because you look at like Netflix, they've got a they've got a license stuff, and this it's they already own all the content they're going to put on there. So I yeah, can see it's them it's less content. So it yeah, should it's a lot be less cheaper. exactly. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I mean, that's uh, the moment we Disney say they were doing their own streaming. It's like, OK, well, that's where that Star Wars thing that we've been wondering about forever. Like, why isn't there one on Netflix yet? That's why they're waiting. That's the thing that's going to get everybody to come over. Let, let me ask you the basic question again. Will the force be involved and kind of prominent in this TV series? It depends on what time frame they put it in. I almost wonder, you know, they probably could do post post episode three so there's still some jedi running around so they could do like the purge yeah they could get away with that so maybe not every episode depending on what it is like <clears throat> i would like it to be um like an anthology series where the episodes don't necessarily connect maybe we're moving in a in order you know moving forward in time so it's not bouncing too much but that we could tell a bunch of different stories um but if you do that, then it allows you to like throw in a random Jedi that, you know, they're going to die at some point, but you can use the force sometimes and you could have a story about smugglers the next week. So that would be my best guess, um, because I feel like if you really go with this is going to be a story about Luke rebuilding the Jedi Academy. Uh, well, I mean, first of all, who's going to play Luke? I don't want anyone except for Mark Hamill. And all these characters are going to die. So yeah. it's, it's and, and here's the thing, because it's because it's disney there's there's going to be lightsabers there's there's just going to be i mean 
Rebels <laughs> could have been a much better show if they had resisted the temptation to make the main character a Jedi a couple months before A New Hope, but they couldn't. They couldn't resist it for marketing purposes. We need to sell lightsabers. We need to have products with a kid with a lightsaber on the front. So I, I think we're going to see the Force. We're going to see lightsabers, and I'm not sure how they're going to make that work, but they're going to find a way. Because what do you think? Found a way with Rebels. Exactly. Mm. James, what do you think? What do you want from a TV series? Or think, uh, balance it with what you think will happen. I mean, it would be kind of cool if they told the story of Lost Stars, the novel. You know, you have a TV series that sort of spans the original trilogy as, like you said, backfiller. But it spans the whole trilogy. You're not locked into just one sort of frame. But then that would involve, I feel like, interaction with main characters like, you know, young Luke, young Han and stuff like that. So it probably wouldn't work. But, I mean, it'll probably be standalone. Like, there's going to be smugglers involved. Mm-hmm. And I I bet I bet you're going to see some Boba Fett or at least some kind of Mando thing. I think, I, yeah, I, I think that there's going to be bounty hunters. There, there's definitely going to be. And you'll see a Dengar. You'll see Boss. You'll see IG-88. Like, I think because those are, those are characters that, for the most part, you can recreate without pissing people off. Right. You know, because it's not an iconic Harrison Ford voice and persona to go to. But as far as time frame, uh, I don't know. I I think they're going to keep it recent uh, just so that people are still familiar with it. Because if you go too far off the deep end, like, no one's going to have any fucking idea. Um, But they could get away with that with the new Ryan Johnson trilogy because now you're creating that universe for these standalone uh, live-action TV series to fill in. So I think they're going to, like you said, they are going to have to play it safe because if they get too far off in the extremity, people are going to lose it, not going to want it. You know, unless they they look at it like, okay, Ryan Johnson, you go way back in time and show us how this all started, and our TV show is going to be the the, the the great war between the Jedi and the Sith because you could, you know, they might go like a game of Thrones kind of route there where there's just this Ooh. constant war. Um, yeah. and they could put all kinds of elements in there. Cause then you could do the, the <clears throat> Jedi war. So I, that would probably be my, my number one choice is show me a long drawn out war between those two sides. And it, you know, it ends with, it could, it could end with the rule of two or it could kind of go beyond that and show how the Sith went underground and the Jedi believed them to be extinct. So, yeah, yeah. Be, and, and then there you go, lightsabers galore. You can sell red ones. You can sell blue ones. You can sell green ones. <laughs> amber ones. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, it's something that leads into even the Darth Bane trilogy. Yeah, because Darth Bane's story, one of my favorites, absolute favorites. Mm. Well, can you imagine too? I mean, if you think about, I don't know if you guys follow The Walking Dead, but like, if oh hell yeah, that, for people that read the comics when the story was getting close, it's kind of like, oh my God, we're almost to, they're going to bring in Negan. So it could be this <laughs> thing of, we're almost to the point in the story of, is there going to be a Darth Bane? And when they announced that, okay, you know, Star Wars, Disney series, season five, Darth Bane, you know, people are going to go nuts. So yeah, I true. think, I, I think that's probably their best bet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I do hope they go that way. I and I, I, I just want to be clear. I am a hundred percent available to be, you know, join, join the writers. <laughs> if anyone's listening. <laughs> oh, Patrick, that was shameful plugging. That was, was it? I was like, please, I'm, I'm available right now. Kev, Kev, what do you, Kev, what do you want from a Star Wars exactly TV what series? Just said there. 
the TV show, I don't think they'll do that. But yeah, I hope they that the films tell the origins of the Force and the, the, the Sith Jedi and then the TV show carries it on. I personally think they will um, play it safe with the TV show. I think they might be risky in the movies, but I think the TV show, I don't know. I think the TV show, they may, they may even pick individual stories and not have a continual story and just tell different stories each week, something like that. Of, oh, of, oh, yeah. What's that Netflix series that like, yeah, each episode um, is a different... Uh, yes, Bla- yeah. Black Mirror. And that's Black, Black Mirror, Mirror, thank that's you. That's what I was yes. thinking of when I was yeah. saying it earlier. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I couldn't... That's, that's... I think they may go that way with the TV show. Do something a little bit different. And I don't think they'll have the force in it. I think they'll look at kind of like it was interesting because I was reading with the TV show, like the, the, the one that Rick McCallum was doing the underworld one where it was going to do things like that. And I kind of think, I don't think they'll have a continual episodic story. I think it might, they might just go, okay, this week we're telling Bosco this, you know, whatever it might be just different parts of, so there might be a story set between, three and four and then one they may even set ones between six and seven um to kind of set up um the force awakens and tell because i know there's been the aftermath trilogy and things like that but there may even be individual stories on that but my hope is that they do a continual series that follows on story each week but i i don't know i i get the feeling they may they they may may not do that they may do both They've got their own streaming service, right? They they could do like we're setting up this main show that's going to be 10, 12 episodes. And then during the break, we have this other show that bounces around kind of like how Walking Dead's got Fear the Walking Dead. Like here, this is this thing we give you to to whet your appetite in between. Yeah. You know, to yeah. Keep, you, yeah. keep you thinking about Star Wars year round. They could totally do that. Have one that's just an ongoing story and another one that will we'll bounce around. We'll, we'll create new characters. We'll see what people like. So it's kind of like what they do with the comics where we've got two main series going and then we'll do a bunch of five issue limited. And if it if it sticks, yeah, maybe absolutely. come back yeah. and yeah. if you like yeah. it, somebody might get their own, you know, they, these people might turn up in a movie. Who knows? You know, mm-hmm. they, I, I do like the fact that they're finally bringing it to television and in a time when I feel like they're getting Star Wars right with, you know, Last Jedi coming up that I feel like this might be what we've always been waiting for is they might try a bunch of things and if it doesn't work go do something else you know it's, not, it's really not the end of the world it, it'll suck do you think they'll but... be do you think they'll be brave with the tv show do you think they'll maybe set it you know you mentioned like the walking dead and things like that do you think they'll I, go I, a little bit more adult or do you still think I, they'll go I, no we, we need it for everybody i think they're gonna have to to compete with the yeah. kind of stuff that's coming out on tv now that's what i think there's yeah, so much yeah. to watch yeah. if you give me a mediocre star wars television show okay let's face it people with a podcast will probably talk watch it so they can talk about it and talk about how much they hate it but Shit on will, it the, will the general public stick with it you know so i think mm. they, i don't necessarily know that it's going to be this like so adult that kids can't even be in the room when it's on but i think that they'll do something they'll have to do something daring something that we don't expect so this this leads you me see, in, this well this leads me into my opinion on the tv sh- series so, <clears throat> I start with 
when I think of like what they're going to do, I think of like what audience are they going to target? Is it going to be a mature audience? Is it going to be like all immature kids to adults? Is it going to be in the middle, teen to mature or whatever? I hope for mature just because, you know, that's how old I am. <laughs> I'm not mature, but I'm immature, but I'm mature. Does that make sense? Oh, dude. <laughs> I want to see tits and ass. And yeah, that's mature, right? <laughs> I want, I want, no, man. I want Game of Thrones style. Okay, yeah. Of the nudity, but because of like the vulgarity and just the vicious, bloody violence. So I think that's where you need to start. So I go, I go down the mature route, and I think, okay, let's make it be some like dark. You, you know, like some of the Marvel series, they're dark. They're like in alleyways half the fucking time. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, uh, so I'm thinking you want it. You want to follow a criminal group, half criminal group, and you're gonna have some dude in this group that uses the force, because you need, you need a force connection in Star Wars. You're not going to pull in the entire Star Wars audience unless you have some connection to the force. So you're going to have somebody at least like partially attuned to the force can do some little shit that like, you know, entices that audience. So you got to have a balance with the force. You got to have some criminal element that makes it dark. So you're on like Narshada or some, you know, some criminal underworld. And uh, I think because it's in 2019, it's not going to be in Ryan Johnson's trilogy era. Because Ryan Johnson's well, I, trilogy I, I is going to be after that. So you're going to have yeah. to, s- you're going to have to think it's going to be, I, I kind of want it to be post return of the Jedi before force awakens. So it's got to be like in that like 30 year period somewhere because they've done too much within that like original trilogy or between the original trilogy and the prequels so this is where i'm at i'm at between return of the jedi and the force awakens it's it's a criminal or like some type of like involved with the criminal organization organization maybe even law enforcement but you're like investigating criminal activity and there's this fucking dude that's like, why can I do this weird shit? I like the force. He doesn't know it's the force or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like there's some balance with force use within it. And boom, you got yourself a TV show. Mm. Yeah. Do you think I'll have characters week after week and just carry on a continual story? Yeah. Is that what you? Th- yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, like, like. Okay, say it's say it's like a a police thing. They're just it's just like on Canto Bite, for instance, mm. <laughs> and it's like this investigative unit just like fucking going day to day investigating criminal activity, and it's like one of the police investigators can use the force, or like you know, or See, other I, I other side of the coin, it's criminals. I think that idea would be really cool. And, and even though I don't want something this time period, but to do it when the Empire was in power, that mm. you've got these two Imperials that one of them starts to develop force powers in a time when that would not be a good thing. Mm. Yep. Where, you know, the Jedi, everyone believes the Jedi are are, are, are evil and, and took tried to take down the Chancellor. So 
I I would I would have fun with that. Like, and and the only reason I love that idea, don't get me wrong, but the only reason I don't go that route is because they they do it with the uh, FreeMaker non-canon series. Yeah, and uh, I I just feel of, like they draw of, too uh, much from that time yeah. period. True. I was just thinking more along the lines of like earlier Empire, like shortly after the Jedi Purge. And your heroes are actually Imperials. And when one of them starts to develop powers that this, this you know, the Empire is going to come for him if he uses them. But you kind of have to see how he balances using this to, you know, catch. They wouldn't really have a rebellion yet, but they, they have enemies left over from the Clone Wars. Maybe they're catching the left the leftovers of the, the Separatists or whatever. But, yeah, you know, you could do the opposite, too, and have it be in the time frame after Return of the Jedi and they're hunting down imperial war criminals that are hiding you know so there's so much you could do that's i mean that's the beauty of it it's like as much as i sit here and go like i don't want this time period i don't want this time period shit i just want a star wars tv show so i'll take what i get (laughs) (laughs) yeah i think it it will be be all bad yeah well i think it will be more mature in that they 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 will do another cartoon so they'll put the next cartoon on their streaming service aim it at kids and go okay hey you guys who've been complaining about rebels for four years, this cartoon's not for you. This show's for you. I would love, which that. is probably what they really should have done in the first place when they brought out rebels is had something yeah. for everybody else. And then we wouldn't have bitched as much. <laughs> True. <laughs> True. Truth. Yeah. But after Inferno squad as well, they may, I think they might do that. Like focus on the empire or the Imperial side of it. Um, I think the TV I, show as yeah, well. Yeah. I think they gained um, a lot of popularity from Inferno squad that they didn't expect. I do, yeah. Which, which, yeah, which could tie in there, but I don't know. Some, something, just that I think they may do individual characters and stories, and not do a continual show. But I don't know. We'll. we'll I do. do. I do like that Netflix concept, though. What yeah. You're saying like this is like individual yeah. stories within the series. Yeah, and there's so many stories they could tell of different characters. There might even be some that like we say we don't even know yet but they could you know just set it in different times and just do a different story each week and make it make it dark one week make it maybe a different tone each week or something i don't i don't know we'll... it's also in addition to being a place to like try out new characters or storylines and see if it's something you want to expand upon yeah, place yeah, for them to, yeah, it's a place for them to bring in new writers and directors, and instead that's, of entrusting exactly them with a think, movie, yeah, yeah, yeah and saying, yeah, "Oh, this isn't working ground. out, you're fired." Yeah, like do do an hour hour long TV show for us, and let's see if you can cooperate with the, you know, with the 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 machine with the, the Lucasfilm machine. And if you work out well, well, we we could give you a two parter next year, and then maybe you get a movie. You know, yep. yeah, so, maybe like maybe like Brian Thompson, he did he did Breaking Bad, didn't he? he did some Breaking Bad episodes, yep. and then went on, and you think. Maybe Star Wars will groom people that way. Of, of it's like some of the best Breaking Bad episodes were Brian Johnson's. So you think, well, if they do that, that could be, like you say, the TV show, different directors each week, and then if they like one in particular, he'll go and do another movie or something. So that's an interesting. Re uh, rebolster the roster because I mean after this they're starting to get pretty thin on new and up and coming directors with yeah a re- resume yeah interesting to see interesting so mm. mm-hmm. I right, James are you excited for the Thrawn comic coming out that they announced oh yeah I think it's gonna be totally awesome it'll be nice to see uh, you know 
kind of put to face a lot of these characters that we're kind of thinking about in our heads, who they look like and stuff. So as you know, Patrick, I'm a huge Thrawn fan. Like Ed was saying earlier, like the Timothy Zahn book trilogy back in the 90s like held me through and, and, and Same, really yeah. a, a lot of it brought me into Star Wars. Was a Same lot of here. Stuff. Yeah, yeah, that kept me going. That came out when I was in high school. Yeah. And mm. I, man, when, <clears throat> I, I just remember walking, I mean, I didn't know, there was no internet, so you didn't know it was coming. You're walking by a bookstore one day and it's sitting right front and center, new Star Wars. And of course, I gotta tell you, in that time, like we believed that those books were gonna be the film 789. We're like, this is it! This is what they're going to, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then, and yeah, then all man. of a sudden, there was just tons of books. But man, it was it was it was definitely the dark times in that in that period for new Star Wars that we were just so cool to have something new. So oh, yeah, yeah. I, I'm excited for the comic too. Be, I, I'm actually I fell a little bit behind on the books during the summer, and I'm catching up right now. And I have uh, Thrawn. I'm reading right now, and I have Phasma left, and I just, just bought the Legend of Luke Skywalker or whatever it's called, and I think I'm caught Ooh. up after that. So um, I. Uh, I, I I was looking at the cover today and some of the art, and I was like, "This is cool!" Like the same idea. Like I'm gonna finish the book, and then I'm gonna go go back and get to see what it, what did this actually look like versus what I imagined it looked like. So I I want to bring up a slight spoiler alert. Um, you brought up the Luke Legends. What is it mm-hmm. called? The Legends of Luke Skywalker or something? Whatever it's called. They describe a story where one of the Imperial soldiers or whatever is saying they saw a Star Destroyer being brought down by Luke Skywalker using the Force onto Jakku. And, And a lot of fans have made the connection to Lost Stars. Right. Where, uh, there were, not Rebels, Republic, used the tractor beam to pull a Star Destroyer down. Mm-hmm. Ravager. Yeah, exactly. Such bullshit. But no, <laughs> but that that just makes me think, like, and I've been on the fence buying this book, The Luke's Legends of Luke Skywalker, and this kind of, like, seals it for me. I don't think I'm going to, like, buy it, but I will definitely read about it. Um... But that story and the connection to Lost Star is kind of like it's cool. Don't get me wrong; I like it's. I like that they're doing this. It's it's another view on Star Wars, I guess. But uh, it makes me. It kind of seals it for me. I don't, I don't think I'm gonna get the book, but that's pretty cool. I don't know. What do you guys think? <laughs> well, I mean, I I, I, I'm, I've got it now in my. I'm looking at it in my hands. Like I, I haven't started reading it, but if it turns out to be a so I don't, I, and I didn't really read up too much about what this book was going to be, but I think it'd be interesting if it's kind of like all these people that got the story wrong, like they they saw, they knew Luke was on this planet, or maybe they saw him, and they saw a Star Destroyer getting pulled, and, and the story grew that he did it himself, and this kind of tying into Ray being like, I thought he was just a legend, and and so I'm kind of hoping what this book is, is like stories you already know what really happened, and how the story grew into some something fantastic over the years of there's these crazy stories about Luke out there that, that as the reader, you're the only one that knows that's not really how it happened. Mm-hmm. Kev, are you going to get this book? Um, yeah, probably I might. Um, <laughs> I, I Let's get I'm real. Not... Yes. Yes. Kev's going to Yeah. Get it. I mean, it's one of those that, um, it's kind of I'm kind of interested. I might wait until after the Last Jedi to read it. 
um, in all honesty. Um, I, I'm not in a great rush. I mean, at the minute, I'm reading some of the comics and everything else. But yeah, I'll get it and I'll probably read it. But it will be one of those. I'm not desperate to read a lot of the books that have come out. I really wanted to read the Phasma one. I really wanted to read Inferno Squad. I wanted to read the Layer one. But I, I'm not sure what it is. Uh, similar to what what we've said. Um, well, people really got know. really got like annoyed or I guess both sides of the coin because in uh, Force Unleashed, Luke or not Luke, the Star Killer, right? yeah, Star Killer, Star Killer brought a Star Destroyer down. I was waiting for someone to mention that. <laughs> brought a Star Destroyer down, and I personally, when playing the game, was like, "That does not compute." Mm. <laughs> so when that. this happens, it makes me want to believe it's a legend. Yeah. Which and think, and the connection with Lost Stars really makes it clear to me. Yeah, yeah. But anyway. Uh yeah, I flipped that story right now. I'm looking at this picture of like it appears to be Luke looking over the remains of the crash star story. Now I want to read I'm gonna put everything on, on that I'm <laughs> that I'm reading on hold. Just, <laughs> I mean, it's, like now I short. really want it's like it's like looks like it's about fifty pages, so I think I know what I'm reading tomorrow. <laughs> well, let's say you'll whip through that. So let's say you guys need a book to read tomorrow. Would you read a young reader novelization about Padme Amidala? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, no, yeah. Hold it on, came out today on. that a a, uh, a novel is going to yeah. be coming out. I'll end up reading it. I end up reading them all. It's just a matter. Yeah, of time. I do that. I think yeah. I'm not reading so, that. And then but then again, reading. I mean, also, you know, to be fair, I, I I do the audiobook on my way to work, which I have a short commute now, so it takes me longer to get through. But it's like, you know, what it'll be like 20 minutes in the morning, 20 minutes at night, and then I'll get to a certain point that I'm like, okay, I need to finish this, and I'll just kind of walk around the house with my phone playing the book until I knock it out. So <laughs> it's, it's not. Well, it's not like it's not like I've got to sit down. And read every night to read, you know, to focus on this young adult story. It's just kind of, I did the I did the the Gen One in like a week, and it was literally in the mm-hmm. car, on just on the way to work. Because if I have a longer drive, I, I'll throw podcasts or or another book that I, you know, that I'm listening to. But just for those short ones, I'm like, yeah, I just kind of have to be present while it's on, and I'll at least know the story and the tie-ins. Yeah, 10 I, hours. Out. I have a thirty-minute commute. I'm pretty yeah. similar. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, was that all the news that we had? That was pretty much all the news we got for tonight. We got through it all. And we're going to push emails to next week because it was a lot of news. A lot of fucking news. Hey, we Uh, had a lot of news and we've had a lot of fun tonight. Well, and you guys hadn't podcast with me before, so you didn't didn't bargain for how much I talk. Well, we also (laughs) haven't had such a big timer on here. No, that's not true at all. I just... You know, when it comes to this one subject, I can't seem to shut up. If you wanted to talk about anything else, I probably would have checked out for a little while. Dude, well, you're no, so that's good. That's why we had you on, Patrick. That's why we had you on. You're I've so got a problem. Good. I'm not afraid to admit it. <laughs> Thank you well, that's how this, so much for that's how, uh, that's how all of us got together. We just started talking about this stuff. Yeah, we're like, well, we should just fucking record what we're talking about. Exactly. I mean, that's how these all start. That's 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 how you make the magic. So Patrick, yep. plug plug your shit right now, and then uh, James right. will take us out. 
All right. Well, you can follow me on Twitter at Bonfrisco. That's B as in boy, O-N-F-R-I-S-C-O. I know it's an unusual name, but um, you can find me there. You could, uh, if you if you want to, and that's just me probably talking about Star Wars all the time, but if you want to actually see the shows I'm on, just uh, on Instagram, follow Patrick Talks Too Much, and you will see anything that I'm putting <laughs> out or any show that I'm going to guest on. I'll throw a little plug there as well. So that's the easiest way um, for any of the shows from the network. Just just check out RadioFreePodcasting.com for this show, for my shows, a uh, bunch of other shows. Um, and you will be on Chanted here again. Dispatch. Oh, I would love to. Again. Thanks for having me on. And and I, I do want to say thanks for tolerating my scratchy voice. I lost my voice over the weekend, so I probably should have done the honorable thing and said, you know, have me on another time when I can actually talk, but I couldn't resist. So no, but you, toughed, <laughs> you toughed it out like a man. That's right. I soldiered on. Soldier you you on. can defend rebels against us, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I have a love, but it's it has a fight, too. <laughs> <laughs> oh god anyway james well i i guess that kind of brings episode number 14 to a conclusion thank you everyone for listening tonight you can catch us on our email address scruffy podcasters at gmail.com check us out on facebook slash scruffy podcasters podcasters yeah podcasters <laughs> that's a new thing scruffy podcasters Follow us on Twitter at Scruffy Podcast, James Hebert 207, Ed Scruffy Looking Ed, Kev KPG1974. We're a part of the Radio Free Podcasting Network at RadioFreePodcasting.com. Leave us some reviews on iTunes, send us some emails, and have a great night. May the force be with you. Cheerio. This party's over.